Hasn't it been awesome to be here this morning? It's been really good for me. Um, every, every, time I, every time I start to praise God and to worship, it just gets better. It's just awesome. Uh, this morning I'm going to be talking about God's good, merciful, and lovingness. Um, a while back, this this grandpa, he was holding his granddaughter, and she was maybe four or five, and and she was really looking at him. He was old and he was wrinkled, and she said, "Grandpa, did God make you?" And he said, "Yes." So she was looking at herself, and she didn't see any wrinkles. She's a very pretty little girl, and she said, "Grandpa, did God make me too?" And he said, "Yes," and. Yes, he did. She said, well, God must be getting better. <laughs> so it's, it's good to be here. Um, the title is God is Good, Merciful. Um, you know, if, if all humanity has been created in God's image, why don't we see a good, merciful, and loving humanity? It, it seems like it's just the opposite um, and we're going to find out here a little bit later. How can men and women return to the good image God created for us to be? You know, have, if, have you ever known someone who experienced an uh, accident and they, they had to change, they had to go through rehab and they weren't the same anymore, but in the end, uh, after, after they were done with the medicine, they, they might have been even stronger than before, and that is also the goal of, of the gospel, of God's goal for you, is after he's done with you, you're stronger. In Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27, God, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fall of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In 27 it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. We are created in God's image. I don't believe anybody has ever seen God's face, because we couldn't live if we have. But when I read that, I was, I was like, wow. When Adam and Eve sinned, they dramatically change, I believe, what God had created us to be. I don't, I don't believe we are the people. They were no longer what God had intended for them to be. We are like images in broken mirrors. You can still make out the image, but we are blind to its full effect. Our images fail to rightly reflect God. How do we return to God's image? so that we can reflect His goodness for His glory. God created us to reflect His goodness. When, he cre when God created humanity, He waited until the sixth day to signify that we are the pinnacle of His creation. Because He created us specifically in His image and after His likeness, we are also created to reflect goodness. Afterward, God announced the role we play in His creation, which is to have dominion over the earth and everything in it. In this way, we reflect God's goodness. 
God created you to rule in goodness. As Christians, we should rule over our sinful desires. In our hard work for God's glory in our jobs, and also as we, as we are examples to other young disciples, this is our responsibility and leadership. Now let me ask you a question. Would you say that the leadership, that your leadership reflects God to those that look up to you? If you're questioned, then you should check, you should watch this next week. Work hard and be good to reflect God himself. See, sin distorts us from reflecting God's goodness. Satan deceived Adam and Eve by luring them to doubt God's goodness. They ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and gained far more than they had bargained for. God announced to them that because they trusted Satan over his goodness, they and their offsprings, which is everybody in the world, were cursed with sin. All of humanity is marred with the stain of sin. We are now sinners and know what is good and bad. But as Christians, we must continue to repent when we reflect Satan's sinfulness instead of God's goodness. First, we confess to God by that admitting that we are in the wrong and he is in the right. We have to understand that. As we accept his full forgiveness, we repent by changing the direction of sinfulness and we start reflecting his goodness. We find ways to act in goodness uh, towards him and others, our fellow man. See, Jesus restores us to reflect God's goodness. Through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus, we can repent of our sin and follow his leadership through faith. We put to death our sin, and how, how we do that is through his death on the cross. We also put on him as our new man, and we are transformed. Through his resurrection, that makes us a new humanity. How do we reflect God's goodness despite our curse with Satan's sinfulness? It's through faith in the gospel. We are being renewed in the knowledge after the image of our creator. In other words, the Holy Spirit, through the work of Jesus, is renewing us. It is renewing us to reflect God's goodness. Again, as we grow in knowledge of His goodness towards us, the more we focus on God's goodness, the more we will reflect in it. So do not, do not just focus on your sin and confession and repentance to restore the goodness of God in your life. I mean, that is important, but don't just, don't just dwell on that, but also focus on Jesus and His goodness through the gospel to grow in God's goodness. This next week, seek to think on more of the goodness of Jesus through the Scripture and in your own life, not so much the news, maybe. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself on this. Um, I'm just a messenger of God. Focusing on Jesus' goodness will result in reflecting God's goodness. And again, many, many of uh, people that have serious accidents, we all know of someone, they go through rehab and again they regain their former health or may become healthier. 
And it, it's important to remember, um, it's also the goal, goal of God through the gospel is that we become healthier than when we first started. We, we continue to grow in that. God miraculously takes sin-shattered image of the broken mirror and restores them through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my next question is, have you experienced that spiritual rehab? Have you been restored through Jesus? Are you reflecting God's goodness? Turn, turn with me to Colossians 3. This is a chapter filled with knowledge. It says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on, the earth, on this earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Did you catch that? If you are, if you are born again, your life is hid with Christ. He, you're already there. It's not about what's on earth. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. I looked that word up, but I forget how to pronounce it. It, mean, it basically means evil lust. And covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. If you are caught up in this, and you don't repent, the wrath of God is going to come upon you. In the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put on all these anger, wrath, I'm sorry, but now ye also put off all of these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. We need to repent. We need to stop it when we when we are ready to be transformed. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision. It's no longer important. Barbian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowls of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, it says, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And that is, that is sometimes what I struggle with the most. If I feel like I'm, get, I'm being taken advantage of, it makes me furious, and I want, to take, I want to take control. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to let God deal with it. I don't want to forgive and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. 
And I believe this means not just Sundays. This means through the week when you're working, give it all like as if you're giving to God. I mean, work like you're working for God. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as it is fit in the Lord. He's instructing the wives, but it's important to remember that right after that, he says, Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. And then he speaks to the fathers. says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. So what he's saying is, if somebody wrongs you, God's going to repay him for that. You don't, you don't have to. And God's law is often viewed as a list of things we should not do. If we look beyond the negative format of that, we see positive. Principle that demonstrate God's design for this world as he had created it in the beginning. Thou shalt have no other gods becomes, this becomes worship God alone. Thou shalt not take God's name in vain becomes rever God's name as holy. To live our lives as God designed, God must first to if to live our lives as God designed, God must first have have first place in our lives. God's law reminds us that He is not only holy, but also jealous and rightly so. For God's jealousy for His glory and preeminence is not like our selfish jealousy. His jealousy for his glory is results in our mood. See, there is nothing worthy of taking God's place as king in our lives. Not a single thing. Anything or anyone that takes a greater part in our lives than God is a lesser thing than God. And so, for his glory and our good, God commands first place, the place he and only he, Jesus, rightly deserves. This next question seems like a harsh question, um, but something I sometimes find myself in is, are you an idolater? The reality is, we are all prone to idols. Although we, we, might, not, we might not hand carve out idols to worship, or we might not take God's name, we might not swear in his name. But we allow other things to take our lives over that become idols, such as money, um, how, the ways you spend your time that will ultimately tell you uh, what is more important in your life if, if, you ha if you are allowing anything but God to have first place in your life a lot of other things will be out of place it will be out of order we need to ask God to help, help us live with him in first place See, when, when God has first place in our lives and we walk in complete surrender and obedience to him as our king, a lot of times our relationship with others flourishes as well. Rather than having to be told 
Thou shalt not kill. We simply walk according to God's character and nature. We show respect for innocent human life. Rather than having to be told not to commit adultery, we simply walk according to God's design. Be faithful in all relationships. It is important to note that these laws are not outdated and culture, cultural. These, these laws apply to all people and in all places at all times. Since these, law, these laws reflect the character and nat nature of the eternal God, it does not change. So they, they also, God does not change, so they also are timeless and unchanging, what God has put into place for us to follow. Since God has created man in his own image and reigns as sovereign king over all the earth, his law is applicable everywhere. You do not have to tell man you don't have to tell a man in an area where he's never heard of the gospel in a tribe maybe in South Africa somewhere. You don't have to tell him that it is wrong to kill and steal. He already knows that in his heart that that's wrong. Why is that? It's because the almighty God who made him has written it upon his heart. If you are struggling in your relationships around you, you need to check yourself and see if it's a spiritual problem. See, in order to love our neighbor as ourselves, we must first love God with all that we are, with our entire being. My inclination to be jealous, angry, bitter, or unforgiving to my brother is an indication that God does not have first place in my life. We need to ask God to help us keep him in first place, enabling us to love others as ourselves. God's law is a good gift from God. It stands as a reminder that none of us measure up to God's standard of holiness and righteousness. We can, we can never live up to that. Therefore, what we need is for someone to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. And that is precisely what Christ has done. Far from abolishing the law, Christ fulfilled it. He then, as a lamb without spot and blemish, laid down his life for us and rose again so that in him we might have forgiveness and eternal life. Have you ever met that person who seems to have it all together? Usually someone is good at something, but there are some people who are gifted and talented at many things. Who is the most talented person that you know? Do you know that person who has strong faith, great personality, great looks? There, there are all times, there are times we all privately aspire to be like someone who has qualities we see better as ourselves. But the important thing is to remember we've been created in the image of the one who displays every quality. He displays everything perfectly. So my question is, do you realize who you are? Do you understand your own potential? Do you comprehend you've been made in God's image? If you comprehend that, the fact changes everything. It changes why you exist, your personal significance, your purpose in life changes. We must remember we've been created in His image to reflect and glorify him. There is no end to God's greatness, being, being blessed. When you think about the greatness of God, when we think about the greatness, we can't help but bless him, praise him. 
Our God is all-knowing. He already knows all our faults. He already knows our weakness, our sins. He already knows our rebellions. And through it all, He still loves us. Our God is all-powerful. He could just snuff out our life just like that. But he, he has continued to bless us with life. He is everywhere at all times. He watches us. He shows grace and leads us in our lives if we let Him. When we think about the greatness of God compared to sin, we cannot help but be blessed. We cannot help but bless His holy name. God not only reveals His greatness to us, He also shares His greatness with us. God has created us in His image to reflect Him for His glory. Because God has revealed to us and shared with us the greatness of His attributes, we must bless His holy name. A king who both personally relates and shares His greatness with His own people, He deserves praise. Our worship full response will be to praise his name forever and ever in this life and in eternal so we need to see if if we can find uh, ways to continue to bless in new ways to bless and praise the name of God for his greatness every single day we live in a world with weakness breakdowns expiration dates limitations it is very difficult to imagine a human being with no weakness no end, no beginning of limits. Yet our God is indefinite, is infinite in all of His qualities. In fact, we could spend a lifetime ascribing greatness to God, adding more greatness to Him every day, and we would, ne we would still never reach the end of His greatness. It is absolutely unimaginable. As you study God's Word this week, Circle or underline all the great qualities you see and then add them to your prayer journal if you have one. Spend more time than usual praising God for His greatness being revealed. Become even more aware of the wisdom, power, presence He has shared with you to reflect glory. Use those great qualities of His image in you to bless Him and others. Most of all, reserve your greatest praise, service, and all for the greatness of your God as He daily reveals Himself as you continue to study His Word. So this, this next week, when we go out, let's, let's reflect God's image in us. Let Him speak through us. When we, when we have a chance, let's share His testimony so people around us can see light instead of darkness. I'd like for you all to bow your heads. And I would like to pray. Lord, we come to you this morning. We're thankful that we could get together. We're thankful for this beautiful day you have given us. We're thankful that Jesus died on the cross and did what no man could do. We're thankful that you have given us life again this morning, Lord. We just pray that we could reflect your image, Lord, as you had designed us to, to reflect. We just pray that you be with each and every one this next week. Just pray that the Holy Spirit would lead us when we're in situations that we would know what to say and what to do, that we could reflect your image and that we could, we could share your testimonies. Lord, we just pray for everyone in here as they go about this next week. We just pray that you be with them. We also pray uh, 
that everyone that is traveling today, you would keep them safe. We pray for the ones that aren't here, the ones that are sick. We pray that you would heal them. We just pray all this in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen.